0: Chapter Three of the Uncle of an Angel by Thomas A. Janvier. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. On the whole, the Saratoga expedition was not a success. Even on the journey, coming up by the limited train miss lee was not favourably impressed by the appearance of her fellow passengers nearly all the men in the car most of whom immediately betook themselves to the bar-room euphoniciously styled a buffet at the head of the train were of a type that would have suggested to one accustomed to american life that variety of it which is found seated in the high places of the government of the city of new york and the aggressively dressed and too abundantly jewelled female companions of these men heavily built heavy-browed, with faces marked in hard lines, and with aggressive eyes, schooled to look upon the world with a necessarily emphatic self-assertion, were of a type that, without special knowledge of American ways, was entirely recognizable. Albeit Miss Lee, having spent much time in the mixed society of various European watering-places, was not by any means an unsophisticated young person, and was not at all a squeamish one. She was sensibly relieved by finding that the chair next to hers was occupied by a silvery-haired old lady of the most unquestionable respectability and her composure was further restored presently by the return to his chair on the other side of her of mr port who had betaken himself to what the conductor had told him was the smoking-room and who finding himself in a bar-room surrounded by a throng of hard-drinking, foul-mouthed men, had sacrificed his much-loved cigar in order to free himself from such distinctly offensive surroundings. At their hotel and elsewhere, Miss Lee and her uncle— encountered many of their fellow passengers by the limited train together with others of a like sort which previous trains had brought thither and while on the whole these were about balanced by a more desirable class of visitors they were in such force as to give to the life of the place a very positive tone At the end of a week, Dorothy avowed herself disappointed. "'I never did think much of poor mamma's taste, you know, Uncle Hutchinson,' she said, with her customary frankness. And what she found to like in this place I'm sure I can't imagine. It's tawdry and it's vulgar.' AND AS FOR ITS MORALS, I THINK THAT IT'S WORSE THAN MONTE CARLO. I SUPPOSE THAT THERE IS A NICE SIDE TO IT, FOR I DO SEE A FEW NICE PEOPLE, BUT SOMEHOW THEY ALL SEEM TO STAND OFF FROM EACH OTHER, AS THOUGH THEY WERE AFRAID HERE TO TAKE ANY CHANCES AT ALL WITH STRANGERS. AND I DON'T BLAME THEM, UNCLE HUTCHINSON, FOR I FEEL JUST THAT WAY MYSELF. What you ought to have done was to have hired a cottage, and then people would have taken the trouble to find out about us, and when they'd found that we were not all sorts of horrid things, we should have got into the right set, and no doubt, at least, if we'd stayed here through August, we should have had a very nice time.' but we're not having a nice time here at this noisy hotel uncle hutchinson where the band can't keep quiet for half an hour at a time and where the only notion that people seem to have of amusement is to overdress themselves and wear diamonds to dinner and sit in crowds on the verandas and dance at night with any stranger who can get another stranger to introduce him and to drive over on fine afternoons to that place by the lake and drink mixed drinks until some of them actually get tipsy i really think that it all is positively horrid and so i'm quite willing now to go to the white sulphur it is stupid i know but I've always heard that it is intensely respectable. I will get my packing all done this afternoon, and we will start tomorrow morning. I think you'd better go and telegraph for rooms right away. But to Dorothy's surprise, and also to her chagrin, Mr port refused to entertain her proposition he fully agreed with her in her derogatory estimate of saratoga life as found at saratoga hotels and he cherished also a private grief incident to his mistaken belief that the cooking was not so good as he remembered it "'bright in the glamour of his sound digestion in his youthful past. "'On the other hand, however, the waters certainly were having a most salutary effect upon his liver, "'and the move to Virginia would involve spending two days of hot weather and toilsome travel, "'sustained only by such food as railway restaurants afford.' therefore mr port declared decidedly that until the end of july they would remain where they were and so gave his niece the doubtful pleasure of an entirely new experience by compelling her to do something that she did not want to do at all it was a comfort to mr port in later years to remember that he had got ahead of dorothy once anyhow being a very charming young person miss lee could not of course be grumpy yet grumpiness certainly would have been the proper word with which to describe her mood during her last fortnight at saratoga had she not possessed such extraordinarily fine gray eyes and such an admirably dimpled chin. The fact must be admitted that she contrived to make her uncle's life so much of a burden to him that his staying powers were strained to the utmost. Indeed, he admitted to himself that he could not have held out against such tactics for another week And he perceived that he had done injustice to his departed sister in thinking, as he certainly had thought, and even had expressed on more than one occasion in writing, that in permitting her European movements to be shaped in accordance with her daughter's fancies, she had exhibited an inexcusable weakness. It was a relief to Mr. Port's mind— and also to his digestion for Dorothy's grumpiness produced an effect distinctly bilious when the end of July arrived and his own and his charming ward's views once more were brought into harmony by the move to Narragansett Pier fortunately while somewhat disposed to stand upon her own rights Miss Lee was not a person who bore malice, a pleasing fact that became manifest on the moment she began to pack her trunks. "'I am afraid, Uncle Hutchinson,' she observed, on the morning that this important step towards departure was taken, "'I am afraid that during the past week or so your angel may not have been quite as much of an angel as usual.' no replied mr port with a colloquial disregard of grammatical construction and with unnecessary emphasis i don't think she has but from this moment onward dorothy continued courteously ignoring her uncle's not too courteous interpolation and airily relegating into oblivion the recent past She expects to manifest her angelic qualities to an extent that will make her appear unfit for earth. Very possibly she may even grow a pair of wings and fly quite away from you, sir, right up among the clouds, where the angels are. And how would you like that, Uncle Hutchinson? In the sincere seclusion of his inner consciousness... Mr. Port admitted the thought that if Dorothy had resolved herself into an angelic vol a simile that came naturally to his mind, at any time during the preceding fortnight he probably would have accepted the situation with a commendable equanimity. But what he actually said was, that her departure into this aerated fashion would make him profoundly miserable mr port was a little astonished at himself when he was delivered of this gallant speech for gallant speeches as he very well knew were not at all in his line on this amicable basis thus established, Miss Lee and her guardian resumed their travels, and accepting only Mr. Port's personal misery incident to the elementary exigencies of railway transportation, their journey from the central region of New York to the seaboard of Rhode Island was accomplished without misadventure. End of chapter 3